Hey there, my name is Rihanna, and this is a podcast designed to spread the word of God and encourage women during our walk of faith. Hey there, so as I mentioned in my intro, it's been on my heart now for a little bit from the Holy Spirit to start a podcast and to help encourage women during our walks of faith. Um, of course, the day that I decide to record my first podcast, my voice is gone spiritual warfare or what i don't know however um i feel like it's really necessary for me to record this podcast um through it all to stand firm in my faith in god and i feel like this is a really important message and so i just wanted to record it anyway so forgive me if my voice gives out or if you hear coughing in the background um like that um yeah, my voice is going in and out. I don't have COVID. I think it's just allergies. My voice randomly leaves me often. Um, <laughs> anyways, this podcast is all about having hope during hard times. During this lifetime, we all go through horrible, horrible situations And first of all, I want to start off this podcast by just telling you that no matter what you're experiencing, no matter where you are, whether it's you just found out some really, really bad news and you just feel like your heart has just sunk in your stomach or you've been going through something really, really bad or maybe your entire life you just feel like you're just down and you just can't get out of this pit that you feel like you're in again i just want you to know that you are not alone um i'm right here even though obviously i'm not physically in person with you actually at the end of this podcast i'm gonna leave my phone number and i'm gonna leave my email in case anybody who's listening to this just felt so alone that they just felt like they really needed somebody to just talk to or maybe to just listen to them i totally know where you're coming from if that's you um and i would love to be that person for you um so physically Speaking of humanity, you are not alone. But most importantly, the Holy Spirit is right there with you. Um, Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That is just such a promise that we can hold on in those hard times where you just get that feeling in your throat where you're just holding back tears. You just feel so depressed. You feel like you're just maybe glued to your bed or you're just at the bottom of the pit and you just don't see God's hand reaching down to try and pull you out even though his hand is right there ready to pull you out his right hand is always clinging on to you but sometimes this our worldly pain and hardships and tribulations that we feel it's just really hard to feel that to feel God right there and Satan wants more than anything to deceive us and blind us and keep us from the truth that Jesus is always with us hallelujah that he's always with us but I think that's something to start off this podcast is just reminding us that God walks 
with us. He's never going to leave us no matter how much pain we're in. He's right there with us. You're not feeling that pain. You're not suffering by yourself. So I feel like right there, that's that's encouraging enough that the Son of God walks with us. Um, yeah, so there's a quote that I also wanted to share. Um, one of my favorite authors, her name is Lisa Turkhurst, and I'm sure you guys have read some of her books. If not, I strongly recommend you read some of her books, especially if you're going through a hard time right now. Um, there's a book by Lisa Turkhurst called, and I'm, if I can link it, I will do that or I'll leave it in like a description. I have to talk to my dad about how I'm going to upload this, but it's called, it's not supposed to be this way. And it's just an, an incredible, inspiring, encouraging book for when you feel like you're just stuck in the pit. Um, but anyways, there's, um, a devotional, a 360 day devotional that Lisa wrote. And I'm not sure if this is a quote that's, that she spoke or she typed, (coughs) excuse me, um, or if it's a quote that she just put in her book that somebody else spoke. Um, but anyways, the quote is knowledge is knowing who God is, not necessarily what his plans are. And I just, love it. I'm going to read it again. Knowledge is knowing who God is, not necessarily what his plans are. So it's understanding who God's character is, that he only promises goodness. And understanding that no matter what goes on in your life, that God is still good. Believing that God is still good. And if you, I believe in Proverbs, it talks about actual knowledge is fearing the Lord. Like this life is all about God and understanding who God is and understanding God's love for you and what he's done for you, which again proves his love for you. That's the only thing that actually matters. So if we are steadfast and firm in our knowledge of God's character then it's not going to matter what actually happens in our lives because we can trust that God is good. And even if you're in the midst of the worst affliction, the most painful suffering, confusion, doubt, whatever it is you're experiencing, if you can say, God is good even in my suffering, then that is true knowledge. And you don't have to be fearful or filled with anxiety or confusion because you know that God's plans are working together for your good. Um, John 13, 7. I really, really want to take some time to talk about this verse. This verse can literally get you through any situation that you're experiencing. It's gotten me through every situation that I've experienced and that I'm going through. It is, you do not understand what is happening now, but someday you will. I mean, isn't that just the greatest news, the greatest hope that we can really cling on to? That we are not going to have all of the answers that we so, so desperately crave. And again, I just 
want you to know you're not alone in those feelings of desperately wanting to know why something so painful, why something so horrible, why something so unfair, it doesn't make sense. You desperately want to know why something is happening in your life. It doesn't make sense with maybe even what you thought God's plans were for your life. But Jesus says, listen, eventually you're going to know why this is happening. The smallest things, Jesus promises answers. He is the miracle worker. He is the promise keeper. He is faithful. And he says, whether you will get those answers on earth or whether you will receive those answers in heaven, because that is a reality that could be the case. Either way, we were we will receive answers to our questions. There will there is purpose for our pain and our heavenly father promises us that that we don't go through anything. Um we don't go through anything for no reason. He makes beauty from ashes. That is who our heavenly father is. Um, so you may not understand why something so painful is going on in your life right now or maybe in somebody else's life that you love and care about or maybe both of yours. But I promise you, Jesus promises you that someday we will. And we also have to have that mindset of, okay, okay, God, I might not understand during this lifetime why this happened, but in heaven I will. And so it's setting our minds on the joy that is set before us. It's believing in God's promise that we will someday understand. Um, John 4, 48 through 50. I also wanted to read. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Jesus is saying, unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. So the faith of this man, I believe it's a centurion man, is just absolutely astounding. And it's so inspiring because, you know, what we were just talking about with John 13, 7, it's having faith. Everything eventually comes down to faith, right? It's believing that we will receive the answers that God promises us. Um, and in order to really like, be set on that firm place and not feel wobbly in our faith. There's a verse that it says, if we don't have faith, if we don't stand strong in our faith, we're not going to stand at all. And this man, Jesus doesn't show him right then and there that he's able to heal his son. He doesn't show him any miraculous works. This man just, like it says, takes Jesus at his word and he leaves and he just believes that Jesus will heal him. That is the type of faith that we need to have in our heavenly father, in our forever friend, in our healer, Jesus Christ. That is the type of faith that we need when Jesus says to us, I will heal your broken heart. Everything is happening for good things, I promise you. You are not experiencing this pain for no reason, my beloved daughter, my beloved bride. I am collecting all of your tears. All of these tears, there's a great purpose for your good and for my good and for the kingdom that you will inherit someday. 
We need to believe that that is true. And we cannot experience or feel true healing until we believe in God's character, until we believe that what he tells us is true, until we believe that we will receive answers, until we believe that there is purpose for our pain. It comes down to faith. Um, Psalm 34 18. This is such an inspiring verse. It says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So right then and there, I mentioned earlier how we are not alone and that Jesus won't ever leave us. But something that's even more comforting is that when our hearts literally feel broken, and notice those words, I mean, brokenhearted, we all know how a broken heart feels. I can feel your pain. I can feel that brokenness. You're not alone. And you're not alone because the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave you, he gives it to you freely. He is so, so close to you. His healing hand is touching your chest. He is wiping all your tears away. He is close to you my dear friend and he saves those when your spirit feels crushed like you can just think about that you know when you feel that way where you just feel like crushed and down and defeated and how the heck am i gonna get back up right jesus promises he will save you from that crushed feeling jesus is our comforter but do we have faith do we have faith that Jesus is close to us when we're feeling that down we have a choice this is actually another Lisa Turker's quote we have a choice to stay stuck in our hearts or we have the choice to get renewed God gave us free will and so we have to we it's a choice to believe whether the Holy Spirit is close to us and it's a choice to believe that Jesus is saving us. It's like when Peter, I believe, was walking out on the water and he started sinking because his faith was uh, leaving him. He His doubt was over, overpowering the faith. And so he started to sink and Jesus was literally right there saying, I have the power to lift you up. You were at one point just walking on water, but Peter didn't believe that in those moments. He allowed fear to consume him. He allowed the enemy, the, he allowed the enemy's whispers to be louder than God's truth. I'm going to say that again. He allowed the enemy's whispers to be louder than the truth of God. It is about faith. And we can read those verses saying that God is close to us and he'll save us. But we have to believe that he can, you guys. We have to believe that. Um, something else that really, really comforts me in, in times when I'm just sobbing and I'm on my knees and I feel so alone. The two, the two beautiful women in the Bible who stick out to me is Mary and Martha. Um, I'm not going to read all of this because it's a lot, but it says Jesus saw her weeping and he saw how the people who were with her were weeping also. His heart was touched and he was deeply moved. And then if you skip down, it says Jesus was deeply moved once more. Um, so 
Jesus, there's other versions of these verses too that actually say that Jesus wept with Mary and Martha. He sees your crying. He sees your weeping. And I think it's so important too in those moments when you're just sobbing and you feel completely broken and you just don't even know what the next step is in order to heal like you know all of these verses you know that jesus is close to you you know he's gonna heal your heart but right now you don't feel healed you feel sad you're mourning you're grieving you're upset you're angry you're frustrated you're confused god sees you and jesus is right there sitting next to you weeping with you and i just think that is so important to know that you my friend are never alone in your suffering jesus went to the cross so that he could relate to you he's felt all of the suffering that you're feeling you are not alone in your weeping you're not alone in your suffering romans 5 3 through 4 says not only so but we also glory oh wait yes sorry we also glory this doesn't make sense not only so but we glory in our sufferings okay that makes sense sorry um we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope now we have all heard these verses before but I really, really want to focus on that last part. It's so important to know that, uh, yes, we will experience hardships. We're going to experience pain. We're going to experience suffering, just like Jesus did when he came to this earth. That's literally all he experienced. He performed miracles in the midst of all of this chaos. And it's just so important to know that our hardships will never, ever crush us this suffering is helping us to continue to run the race for god it's changing our character and it's therefore producing hope because when people see wow that person is experiencing such turmoil such tribulation such pain how is she continuing so strong in her faith how is she keeping on going and then all of a sudden they notice wow they're just such a kind person they're really putting themselves in the person that hurt them shoes and that gives people hope that gives you hope because you realize god is good you know, we couldn't heal. We couldn't continue to run this race by ourselves. Jesus is the one who carries us. He's the one who helps us to run the race for us. And that is what gives people hope when people see the Holy Spirit's work, not your work, not my work. When people see the Holy Spirit's work carry us and lift us, that is what gives people hope. Um, another verse that's so inspiring is Isaiah 40 verse 31 but those who hope in the lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint every morning i walk a dog um as a part-time job of mine and i always look up and every every morning there is always an eagle and when you just take a minute and sit and watch that beautiful bird fly that verse Isaiah 40, 31, they will soar on wings like 
eagles. Like, God doesn't make mistakes. He didn't create any creature or anything by accident. There's a reason for every single thing that exists. And I especially eagles because he talks about eagles in the word of God. And he says that we, when we hope in God, soar on wings like eagles. If you just look at that beautiful bird, so peaceful, freeing, just flying like there's no care in the world. So smoothly, just trusting that the Heavenly Father will provide. No worries. Like that's what I think about. I just feel whenever I see that bird flying, that eagle flying, I just feel their peace and their freedom. And God says that is the feeling that we should have when we put our hope in God. Not our hope in reconciling worldly painful situations not hope in getting answers while we're on the earth because we're not on this earth to get answers from the world from a fallen world that will never give us truthful answers because the world is run by a lying devil it's putting our hope in jesus and in the kingdom and in what is to come um some things that I encourage you to do, whether you're experiencing a hard time right now, which trust me, you're not alone. You are not alone. Or um, you're listening to this for encouragement for when you do, which hopefully you're not going through too bad of a time. Um, and you're listening to this for in the uh, to prepare yourself for future difficulties. God so many times in the Bible, especially in Psalms, talks about the importance of singing to him. There's just something about singing super loudly and shouting to God and clapping. And he talks about making music for him and playing the lyre, the stringed harp, um, which and if you can't do those things, you can't play those instruments, then no worries. I mean, I can't play a lot of instruments either. But when you, even if you have, you think, the worst voice in the world, like there's a reason that Jesus mentions so many times in the word why singing is so important. First of all, if he tells you to do it, he must absolutely delight when you sing to him. It must pleasure him so much. It, mu it must bring him great joy if that's what he commands us to. And also, it's so freeing for us. Uh, if you know me, I love to sing. God has given me um, a gift of not having a terrible voice. Um, so I just like to sing to begin with. But even like well, I've noticed when I stop trying to like sound good and I just freely let my voice flow out as genuine praise and worship to the Lord, just a sense of freeing like freedom and joy supernatural joy and peace just flow through my body because that's what god promises so i really just encourage you to put on a worship song i really really love the band upper room u-p-p-e-r-o-o-m they their worship music is just so genuine if you go on youtube or spotify or whatever but really i really like youtube because i love to watch them it's just such genuine worship but anyways i encourage you to just put on worship music and just really sing to god it's just you and jesus look in his beautiful eyes and just sing to the absolute lover of your soul when you are feeling like you can't even get out of bed you don't even know why you want to heal because you just don't want to heal to experience pain again i've been there i felt it it's a it's a it's a hard battle 
But I just encourage you in those moments, open your mouth and lift your voice to the King of Kings. Um, Obviously, this is another obvious thing, but we really, really, especially during these hard times, need to be in the Word of God every day, devoting at least a half hour in the Word. Pick up the book of Psalms and just cry read them out loud to our heavenly father there's questions in there in some of those um those chapters that say lord why haven't you heard me how much longer will you make me wait if you feel like that it's in the word of god other people have felt like that too you're not alone ask god those questions be real with him be constantly in prayer be in the word of God. I really, really love reading Psalms when I'm going through a hard time. So if you're going through a hard time, I strongly encourage you to just be in the word, be obedient to God. He loves you so, so much and he really wants to heal your wounds. Um, Something else that I really, really wanted to address and I think if you get anything out of this podcast, if you are listening to anything this is the thing that i believe the holy spirit has really put on my heart he's really showed me this is that he is our creator right he's our designer he designed our bodies our minds in a particular way that will both benefit us and most importantly will benefit god he designed us to serve him he designed us to be selfless now ever since adam and eve ate the fruit and sin entered the world our fleshly desires are to take 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 not to give 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 and to think only about ourselves but that's not how we were designed and so even if somebody hurt you so 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 badly your heart feels broken you are in such despair trust me you're not alone i understand that pain but what really freed me what jesus helped me what he opened my eyes to was realizing that when i put myself in that person who hurt me's shoes whoever that may be during your life like when you put yourself in the person who hurt you's shoes, it immediately takes that pressure off of yourself to stop thinking like, what did I do wrong? Or what could I have done? Or whatever the questions are that keep you stuck in your pit that you're in. God didn't design us to think about ourselves. He didn't design us to sit there and to stay stuck in our hurts. And in fact, this is, stay with me here, This is actually a selfish mindset. And that's probably the last thing you want to hear, especially if you're suffering. Trust me, I get it. But our Heavenly Father loves us enough to discipline us because disciplining us is actually putting us in a better place, which is actually going to heal your heart and give you the freedom that you need to have in order to live a joyful life for yourself and most importantly, for the love of God. Um, When we stop thinking about our brokenness and kind of like throwing a pity party for ourselves and we decide to look at that other person and pray for obviously pray for yourself but when we really pray for that other person and think about what they're going through and why and how they need to grow closer to christ and think about why they hurt you and, and when you have 
This is what I like to call a vertical perspective instead of a horizontal perspective. That vertical perspective is looking at other people and bringing them up, thinking about how we can better God's kingdom because we're put on this earth to have a vertical perspective. We're put on the earth to bring people to God and for you to get closer to God. That's our main sole purpose. But when we have a horizontal perspective, which is looking from left to right and thinking about how we can fix this world or how we can numb our pain or how we ourselves can heal other people when we can't because that's only the power of the vertical perspective looking up that's the power of god the holy spirit if we look at the world with our horizontal perspective we're always 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 going to be let down we're not gonna feel right it's like think about if you designed or created a machine you designed it a certain way but it's not doing what how you did what you designed it to do it's not going to work it's going to malfunction it's going to be something's going to be off it's the same thing with us god created us to be selfless so no matter what causes us even if it was it really was unfair it really was hurtful whatever causes us to be for lack of a better term selfish and think about ourselves and our hurts it's almost like we malfunction and something doesn't feel right It's not allowing you the freedom that we need. We were designed to serve other people. Um, And when you're focused on your hurt, you can't feel the healing Jesus is doing in your heart. I'm going to say that again. When you're focused on your hurt, you can't feel the healing that Jesus is really doing in your heart. God lets us go through pain this is something we all know and it's a question that i think really deters people from entering the faith because they always ask i mean i've asked it you've asked it i'm sure why does god let bad things happen to us listen i don't have an answer to all of the reasons that god has let bad things happen we've talked about this earlier in the podcast you don't have answers for me but what i do know is anything that's a barrier that gets in the way from the true love of christ anything that gets in the way from jesus being the healer in my life when i let a person be my healer or when i let material things be my healer it never works out i'm never satisfied i'm never content and God will sometimes let us hit deep points in our lives when we keep pursuing those deep things. For example, if you keep pursuing love and acceptance in a person, God's going to let you keep pursuing those things in that person because he knows that person can't fill you. And then once you realize, okay, this person isn't filling me, you'll turn to God. God is going to be the one that actually satisfies your heart. Um, he is the one who lets us go hungry. There are some verses in the Bible that that say this. I can't think of the exact verses, but God says he's the one who will let us go hungry so that God can be the one to feed us. He is the one who will let us go thirsty so Jesus can be the one to supply us streams of living water because more than anything, our God loves us. He loves us and he wants us to be completely and utterly satisfied. And he knows 
that the only thing that will completely satisfy us is Jesus. And so it's like, I mean, if you have kids or you've babysat, you know what I'm talking about. I'm a nanny. So it's sometimes it's like sometimes you'll let your kid fall a little bit so that they know, oh, I better clean my room so that I don't fall over something. That was kind of a bad analogy. But God lets bad things happen to us for a reason. And we have to trust like to circle back around in his character and why he's letting certain things happen. And sometimes, you know, he'll let bad things happen for for us, but also for other people. And it just happens to affect us. And so we have to kind of zoom out too. Again, it's hard because we're humans and we want to look at ourselves, but it's not always about us. You know, everything that happens in our lives is going to benefit us because God is a personal God. But we also have to look at other people too. Um, Proverbs, I want to read from Proverbs 25 through 27 says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. So it's kind of like what I was talking about earlier with that vertical perspective, not that horizontal perspective. We need to look at Jesus. He is what lies straight ahead. We need to look at the inheritance of the kingdom in which he promised us, the true time, the true hope and and glory that we will feel when there will be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears, no more weeping, no more mourning. Hallelujah for that, Lord. Um, We need to keep our eyes straight ahead. Whenever we start to feel those painful feelings creeping up and Satan trying to say, oh, you're so depressed. You have to stay here. We have to say, soul, why am I in such turmoil? Why am I so dejected? I can cheer up because Jesus has overcome the world. He's given me a promise and a hope that I can cling on to for every single day of my life. Every breath that I can breathe in is from God. And I can know that his promises never, ever ever fail. He says to look straight ahead, look on the path that Jesus is shining the light on, which is full of hope, full of joy, full of peace, full of love, to be steadfast, to cling on to his righteous right hand that never lets go of us. It never lets go of us. And to not look to what's going on next to you because it's a fallen world. That's the unfortunate reality. And like we keep saying, we may never get answers. We may never see reconciliation. When people pass away, they're not going to come back to this earth in this lifetime. Like whatever it is that we're going through, we just might never, we may never get the answers that we so desperately crave. So God says, don't look to the right or to the left. Look at me. Look at Jesus. He's the one who will take away all your temporary pain. And remember that word. It's it's all temporary. Um, that's how Jesus endured the cross, right? Whenever I'm really feeling such deep pain and suffering, I just think, so did Jesus. Jesus experienced the worst of the worst pain when he was hanging on a cross, his blood pouring out. There were nails drilled into his, his hands, a crown of thorns plunging into his scalp. And he cried out to the father and said, Lord, if there is any other way, let it be, but not my will, your will be done. And you know what kept him hanging there was the joy that he knew would come out of that bad time. And 
great, what's wonderful for us about that is that we were the joy. We were the ones that Jesus was thinking about as he was hanging on that cross, him getting to know us and, and love us forever and ever. Um, and that's something if it's a specific person that has hurt you, you know, you can think, why am I the one that has to endure the pain? It may seem like that person's totally fine. So it's like, why am I the one? But you know what? Jesus hung on that cross. He felt pain for me. So he can show me the truth. And so sometimes we endure suffering so that God can reveal himself to those people. And that's what sacrifice is. That's what love is. That's what Jesus did for us. And that's what we are to, to copy. Um, something else that I, I want you to know, there was a song I was listening to and I wish I remembered the song, but it, the lyrics were, earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. I'm going to say that again. Earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. There's nothing that you're experiencing. There's no pain. This is actually a Corey Ten Boom quote. There is no pain that you feel. Or there, I'm sorry. There is no pain that is too deep that God's love is not deeper still. There is no pain that is too deep that God's love is not deeper still. I love that quote. And just to reiterate, you know, we may never get that reconciliation with people on this earth that we want to get reconciliation with. But again, we can trust that God's plans are better than ours. And the type maybe of reconciliation that we crave isn't the greater reconciliation that God can do. And maybe that reconciliation isn't going to happen until heaven. Um, We need to focus on the fact that our answers or resolutions to our problems, our pain, we can know for sure that someday everything will make sense and we will have all the answers that we desperately need because our Heavenly Father knows that what we need. And no matter what, everything will work out for the good of those who love him. To finish up, I want to talk about Paul, the one who endured such terrible suffering and who was so incredibly joyful through it all um it is romans 5 3 through 5 and it says not only that but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance endurance produces character character produces hope hope does not put us to shame because god's love has been poured into our hearts through the holy spirit who has been given to us and i know i read a verse i think i read romans 5 4 earlier um, but i just wanted to finish off with the whole thing because not only does paul say you know we can be steadfast in knowing that Jesus will heal our hearts and we will receive answers, whether that's on earth or in heaven. But God, Paul says, but hey, while you're suffering, be joyful. While you're experiencing this pain, maybe the worst pain you've ever felt, whether that's mental pain or physical, because that was Paul's, um, that we can rejoice in our sufferings and we can know that good things are happening because of our suffering. Um, And that's what's going to get us through it. It's just, again, faith. Like, do you really believe that God is in control of your life? Do you really believe that God is working things out for your good? Because if you really believe that, it's going to be so much 
easier for you to get through whatever you're going through. It's about correcting our faith and getting stronger in our faith because when we trust in God, not about his plans, but we trust in God for who he is, we know that his plans are working for good. I've noticed that as I read the Psalms, there's a lot of talk about evil. Um, and I tend to skip over it. Like there are the verses like, Lord, your unfailing love surrounds me. It chases after me. Goodness follows me. And those are so encouraging to read. But then there's also verses where it's like, you know, God will take revenge. God will send his wrath on the evil ones. And um, I, I tend to skip over those verses. But recently Jesus has been showing me that I shouldn't, that I need to realize the reality of this earth the reality that this world belongs to satan the reality or that is run by satan the reality that there is evil and evil things will happen to me and i think there's so many you know there's there's a length of time that goes by in our lives where things are great and you're like wow i'm just convinced that it's going to stay this way even if you don't actually tell yourself that deep down our hearts are like yeah this this is great but that's not the truth that's going to happen when we die and when we go to heaven when our physical bodies die but for right now there's evil and we need to be prepared for it we need to be ready for it and so i want to leave you guys with ephesians 6 i believe and it is putting on the armor of God. And if we do this every single morning, we can fight off the enemy because of the power and authority of Jesus that is within our hearts. And we can get through anything with this armor. We need to every morning put on the belt of truth around our waist. We need to put on the armor of righteousness on our chest. We need to wear the sandals of the gospel of peace on our feet. We need to carry our shield of faith to protect us from arrows from the evil one. And we need to wear our helmet of salvation and fight with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need to be praying at all times and we need to be alert and ready for the schemes of the evil one. Again, my name is Rihanna, and I'd be more than grateful to talk with you. If you have any questions or comments about anything said in this podcast, or maybe just need a sister in Christ to listen to you, text me at 716-597-5808 or email me at Rihanna Kaczynski, R-E-A-N-N-A-K-I-C-I-N-S-K, and there's two I's, I-I, at gmail.com. Remember, this life is not about this world. This life is about Jesus.